What's our show called? I don't know. Well, we got to have a name for the podcast. Let's call it Tracy and Jim. Jim and Tracy. Let's call it... Um, Let's call it... Well, what's it going to be about? Um, it's going to be about life in Salt Lake and our lives. Okay. So let's call it everything, everywhere, all at once in Salt Lake City. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. That was so good. Okay. It's unscripted. It's conversational. It's uniquely Utah and Salt Lake. Get ready for the Everything Salt Lake All at Once podcast with Jim and Tracy Nelson. Everywhere all at once in Salt Lake City. <laughs> so good. Okay, that's all there. So hi, everybody. Hopefully you are listening to this. And if so, welcome to our podcast called Everything Everywhere All at Once in Salt Lake City. I think you just said welcome to our podcast. I think we're going to get podcast. sued, actually, but we'll Why? see what happens. Well, I don't know. Everything Everywhere All at Once. In Salt Lake My City. Sewers. Well, is it everywhere? Anyway, I still like it. I don't care. Let them sue us. Everywhere, Let them sue everything, us. all at once. Let them sue us. So uh, <laughs> we thought we'd take this first episode to talk about uh, who we are a little bit and what we're doing here and why we're doing it and and why you should listen. Those are all really great questions, actually. So I could interview Tracy. That might be interesting. So Tracy. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. And I'll interview you. I like it. I like it. Um, so Tracy, now that you've created this podcast called Everything Everywhere All at Once in Salt Lake City. Uh, what are you hoping to accomplish in putting this out into the blogosphere? Um, well, I'm really helping, hoping <laughs> to have people get to know us. And now that we're a team and together to pursue our dreams to succeed, I just think people should know who we are and know truly what we're about I want people to get to know us. So here's the hard question. Here's the hardball question. <laughs> you already gave me Since the hard, hard one. Ball, um, why should they get to know us? Um, these aren't quite the questions I was thinking, but let's what see. Questions I don't know. More like, just like, tell me about you okay, and that sort of let's stuff. Let's go to a different topic. Tell me about <laughs> you. <laughs> Who is Tracy? Well, let, let's talk a bit about us. Okay. Kind of how we got together and that okay. sort of thing and, and right. that sort of stuff. So how do we get together? Jim and I have known each other. Almost 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. Close. Nah, 35. No, yeah, no. Almost 40. No, because I was 13, wasn't I? 14. When we met. 13, you were 13 turning when we 14. Met. Yeah. And I'm almost 53. So that's mm -hmm. almost 40 almost years. Almost 40 years. Crazy. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, um, where did we meet? Well, we kind of, we lived in the same neighborhood and Jim is like three or four years older than me. Three years, four three years, three and a half, yeah. three and a half years older than me. And some of the girls that I hung out with, uh, thought he was really cute. I was kind of new to the neighborhood and I was like, who is this guy? And she's like, oh, I'm too scared to call him. I'm like, I'm not. I mean, I was so bold and in people's face like if i'm not like that enough i try and not be that way anymore but i'm sure i am to some point anyway it works for you it works for you does it, it i does. don't know well, sometimes i think so <laughs> so i just picked up the phone and called you know you actually had to pick up a phone because at that yes, point yes for those of you like... <laughs> who are not even 
40 yet, much less the length of our relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, we had wall phones back there. Right. And, and some, some of the phones were portable. They were portable in that they were connected to the wall by a cord and you could port them across the room. That was Angela's. And I swear it was like a dial. It was one of those dial It was dial like a dialer ones, one. It wasn't even the digits. That's funny. It seemed like maybe it was more digits. I remember it being a dial one. Anyway, so I called and just was like, Da, 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 da. this girl she really likes you and, da, 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 da. and and he kept wanting to talk to me and i was like t- trying to tell him about this girl kind of thing you know well, i don't know who you were i know but i just want to welcome like, people to the neighborhood yeah i was a giver you are a giver <laughs> jim's always been a giver to girls <laughs> so anyway that was kind of our introduction and, and then after that, we met on the roadshow. Is that right? Yeah. And then after that, I yeah. think we met. You might have better memories of this than I do. The really, the, I remember that phone call, but I really just remember seeing you at the roadshow. It was, so I was in a church roadshow and that will shock those of you who know anything about me, but I was kind of dragged into it because I was in theater well, in were, high school. Who, who got me in? Um, I can't remember her name. She's really tall. I can't remember. Anyway, somebody got me in anyway, the Anyway, it was one of the girls. And, and she said, come and be in the show. And I was like, we need uh, the talent. Whatever. Come on, okay, come be fine. in it. So I did. And then um, and then Tracy and I met. And and it was really funny because we were kind of in different zones. Like you were, you tell me how you feel and how you remember that. But it was like just this recognition of just, rec- of just yeah. seeing somebody you hadn't seen forever. Yeah. And you saw them. Yeah. <laughs> It was. He was standing over by the piano. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so then we met and then, you know, fast forward 40 years later, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So we dated through high school a little bit. So um, Trace was a freshman when I was a senior. And so we dated. So that was a big scandal. <laughs> you know, because freshman, senior, holy cow. And then I went... Uh, well, she went to to a different school and then, you know, no one cares about all the details. No, they don't. Yeah. But anyway, we broke up when I was on my mission. Yep. And then like 20 years later, we got back together. It doesn't seem like it was 20 years later. I think it was 20 years. I really don't because think it was 20 years. Because our it was 18th like... anniversary is coming up. And so that plus 20 is 38. Yeah, but we were still more. in each other's lives. Like we were still like friends. So afterwards. And... Well, closer to when we got together. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, it seemed like when I was 26. I would be 29. Yeah, when I was 26, you like helped, like helped me move out of my boyfriend's house and all that. I mean, we were still out of your boyfriend's house. We were still really, I mean, we're still in each other's lives. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. I always, you know, I never really, I don't think completely fell out of love with Tracy. No. And so, you know, whatever was going on, I was available anyway. So now that we've unpacked the novella <laughs> for everybody, what brings us here today, Tracy? I'm still interviewing you, I guess. I think what brings us here today is that now we're in business with each other. And I think I just kind of fell in. I didn't really fall into it, but it was like a natural thing for me to How did you sell get into real estate, real estate? Tracy? Thank you for asking, You're Jim. You're welcome. I appreciate the question. You're welcome. I got into real estate because I started kind of staging first. And I staged for some friends and stuff. And well, you staged them. for our stuff first. Yeah. So okay. we've moved around, like between buying and selling. <clears throat> we have calculated that we've probably either bought or sold houses 10 times ourselves. <laughs> right. So that's like buying five, selling five, whatever. But when we did that, Tracy was always the one who staged them. Right. And she did a great job. And then the way I remember it, you tell me if this is wrong 
But, um, you know, we ended up talking about it with friends and they said, oh my gosh, you did such a great job. You just need to come help me when, when I'm going to sell my house. And it just turned into kind of a thing. Yeah. 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 So that was it. And well, well, with that, the reason why, I mean, I have kind of a knack for is that I grew up with uh, my parents who were wallpaper contractors. So they were always in. So they were always. Kind of right in between construction and design. Yeah. yeah. And redecorating basically all this stuff. And, and and my dad is an artist and a painter. And my grandparents were too. as well. Yeah. And so it was like I got things from him and my mom, like these specific things, like how to hang a picture, where it should be at eye level. I just kind of pay attention to, well, you wouldn't know in our house right now, but. Yeah, good thing we're not on video yeah, seriously. yet. When it comes to like staging and placing things and stuff, I have this real meticulous detail of things and I can look at a room and know what works and know what and just make it happen. So I kind of naturally fell into that. So that went for like, I don't know, how many would you say, like three, four years, yeah. something like that. And then you got your license. Yeah. And then I got my license. And started and, doing it. And and then you got. Yeah. And I got my license. So I got my license here. Maybe you should start interviewing me now. Okay. okay so Jim, yeah. what brings us to today? What brings us here? What brings you here? Love brings us together. <laughs> oh, um, no, what brings me here? So. After Tracy got her license, I was working full time. I've been working in the financial uh, sector. Let's call it a sector. It's really just treasury. Or big banks. Commercial payments, top 20 banks, um, you know, commercial real estate payments, things, HOA stuff, things like that. For 24 years. Which is sad. 24 years. This is where I'm going to cry. Not the story earlier. This is where I'm going to cry. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Shut up. So, um, you were super good at what you No, do. I was good. I mean, and I enjoyed seriously. it. And I liked the people I worked with. And it just got to a point, I think, where, because I got my license, you know, about two years ago, I guess. And I just wanted to help Tracy, but I was so busy doing what I was doing. I really couldn't. So I had my license. Tracy was doing her thing with real estate. I was trying to kind of sort of help on the side, but really wasn't helping that much. <laughs> and then, um, Came a point when I'm just like, and there was a nice, you know, kind of break in the action on my side with my career. And I thought, well, this is the time to dive in. Right. right? So that's what brings us here today. Yeah. And it's kind of, a, I think to, to one, like to one degree, it's kind of like this leap of faith, basically, that we're kind of doing and, and making, it's a big move. Like, well, they say don't have, well, so here's what everybody says. And it's really interesting. And this is might be a very interesting part of the podcast is that when you get into all this stuff and you start to think about, um, you know, peak performance and kind of changing your mindset, because when you're an entrepreneur or as one of our friends from Arizona, Jack Burns, who's a realtor, said uh, he wakes up every morning and realizes he's unemployed. Right. 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 And so you have to kind of have this sense of things that are very different from when you have a nine to five job and you know that paychecks coming in every two weeks. and so. Well, no one else should probably end up thinking about this. There's no reason to, unless you're an entrepreneur or a real estate person or, or something like that. The mindset of being a high performance realtor is very, very different. And we're still learning that, obviously. Right. Right. And so it really, it really changed things up. But what it also did, if I may continue please, the story. Please continue. Your what story. it also did is I was, when I left the corporate world, and by the way, we bring those skills to our real estate stuff. So we can talk about that too, maybe. Oh, yeah. But when I left the corporate world, I was fee, I felt so liberated 
It's like I'd been asleep for 20 years because when you're in that space, when you're in that corporate world, you know, there's this, there's this beijing down of who you are and who you need to be in this conglomeration of all these people trying to kind of get along in this space. And I get how it works and I understand why right. it works that way, right. but you're really a little suppressed, you know? And so leaving that world and all the ramifications that go with it. And I was an executive. And so I'm going to watch your image and stuff. And that freed me to start to kind of wake up to these different things that, that we're starting to do now. And even though we're realtors, it's really about is that sense of just helping people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think about like what you know, they they always want you to kind of define what your why is, mm -hmm. why you're in this. What what is your purpose? Basically, what is your purpose, Tracy? Ha, the interview is flipped. <laughs> Unexpected turns. Oh, I was going to ask you, no. I can do my wife. Here. No, I'm okay. Um, well, my, my why, I think I think our whys are a little bit different, but but they also are the same. They come together, I guess. Because for myself, I really value owning a home. I really value all that that is and know what a huge thing that is in a in a person's life in a family's life growing up i mean i have seven siblings i guess right i think you still have seven <laughs> at last count there were seven um i came from this large family a large mormon family it was a little tough a little rough for us growing up we never really stability wasn't something that we had in our lives we <laughs> tended to move around an awful lot like people kind of like our friends kind of go like well there goes Jim and Tracy they're gonna move again that sort of thing and stuff but ours is this I mean we really try to be very stable with our guys, decisions like you and, and your family and your grown up you moved out of desperation yes yeah, yeah. I, and like, I guess that's the it was like something went south for your dad mostly right? oh yeah yeah I mean we and would lose our house we would yeah, you or know get kicked out or, or get yeah get kicked out or so that's very different than what we've done yeah right? yeah exactly and I guess that's that's um that's what i want to be able to help people do to have a home and to have to a stable family have us yeah and i really value that now that i have that with you and mm -hmm. with our kids and that really is my why i just want i it's so hard to grow up like that mm -hmm. You know, I mean, people do, people survive. We all survived. Everybody's us, on their journey for sure. Yeah. It right? made us stronger and all that stuff. But, but yeah. it's, it's so amazing to be able to hand the keys over to this couple um, starting their family or, and just seeing that joy and that just. Yeah. That sense of home ownership yeah. is really interesting yeah. because even if it's been a house that you've lived in forever, if it's a rental or an apartment or whatever. Right. Owning a house, if you never have, is different. Right. You know, it just feels like you have more control. Um, you feel more at, you feel more grounded. I mean, it's something you've invested into and you know you're going to be there for a while. At least three to five years. <laughs> well, most people for a while. So we've had shorter stints than that. But um, yeah, we moved around a little bit with my job. We moved around a little bit because uh, I'm impaired with gypsy blood. And so I'll tell Tracy, we're going to go to Temecula, California. Right. <laughs> and so we kind of we've done a couple of those geared up to move things. Mm -hmm. So that's fun. But we always kind of came back here, Salt Lake. And I didn't, you know, I got to tell you, like in my early years, I didn't like Salt Lake or Utah. And I think a lot of young people probably have that, you know, dilemma. 
I didn't have that dilemma. Well, a lot of people, not you, right? <laughs> um, but but I think as I get older, I just it's so much easier to live here than the places we've lived. We lived in Phoenix. We've lived in various parts of California. LA and California. You know, it's just so much easier to live here. And I think people just take that for granted because they haven't really been any place else. Right. 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 And, you know, it's changing, obviously. It's growing. Well, but the culture has always been pretty um, open arms, I guess. Like yeah. it's Utah is very friendly and you don't really realize that until you live outside of Utah. Yeah. And kind of like when we moved to Texas. OK, we've even lived in Texas. When we moved to Austin, like we really valued that time and stuff. But the people there were super friendly, but they were different friendly. Well, so we should explain that. And, so, not, and I don't mean to maybe everybody, no, but we should explain that. Just, so we moved from California to Texas. That's true. And we knew because it was very well known that the Texans didn't really want Californians moving in. Right. And Texans can be very opinionated. <laughs> so we had this great plan. Who knows if it even worked or not? I don't even know. But we had a bumper sticker made because we had California plates. And so we had a bumper sticker made that said, had two little skiers on it and said, we're from Utah, if that makes a difference. <laughs> we're really from Utah. <laughs> we're really from Utah, if that makes a difference. Um, and I don't know, but it's just, you know, I think people are, different cultures are different, you know, and I think yeah. you just kind of navigate to where you belong. Right. You know, and uh, I guess for better or worse, right. we belong here. Yeah, I just made a new Twitter account because we're pretty, you know, versed in the deep lore of Salt Lake City, but obviously we need to learn a lot more about the current stuff and stuff we're not really into because we have a family and things. But, you know, we need to become like the Salt Lake gurus. So I made this, obviously it's an <laughs> aspirational handle, but I made this. Because I was going to put guru on my thing and you were like, no, don't put guru. Well, not in your bio. Mean, well, mine's, people will think that. Da, 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 well, mine's, oh, that's funny. But mine is kind of ironic okay. and it's aspirational. <laughs> anyway, we'll go back and we'll put guru. In nope. Mm -mm, forget okay, it now. You're done? Okay, <laughs> fine. But, uh, but yeah, I just, I created a Twitter handle, SLC Guru, because I think we just really want to be the people who show people Salt Lake. Right. Who go around and whether you're moving from here or to here we want to be able to help you understand you know the neighborhoods and what's really going on and the things that are cool to walk to and the, and the areas maybe you shouldn't live if you have a small family you know things like that so yeah so that stuff's i think important to us so tell us jim what your why is what my why well yeah i don't think it's that different really when you get down to like the basic tax of it i think it's you know, my why is really about, you know, throughout my life, I've done different things, wacky things, right? <laughs> like with these pro-social movements. At one point, I was what's called a real life superhero, where I created a persona and we embedded it into these kid programs for these anti-bullying things. And we did these street programs. We would actually go down the street in the superhero outfit, this whole outfit and engage people. And that was actually really a lot of fun. Yeah. But it was all about kind of this pro-social movement. And I think it's been frankly, a little suppressed over the years, like I said, with all the stuff I have to do and working the hours and the places and the things that I had to kind of sink into. And so I think what the real break is for me is the fact that now I'm I'm kind of waking up to that sense of, you know, I've always kind of wanted to help people. Right. Kind of pathologically helpful. <laughs> Even though if you meet me, you might not know that. Apparently, according to my son, I'm a very intimidating person, <laughs> which, you know, is always hard to combat. But I think that's really it. I just really want to 
And I'm like, I'm probably not a very good realtor, to be frank, because I don't really care about the money that much. <laughs> that much. Um, and, you know, someone's a, got to. And as a realtor, oh you kind of care about my the money gosh. to some degree. But it's like, I just really want to make sure people end up where they should be. Right. And I think that's, you know, really important to me. And and I think it's important that we engage people, not just for the house they want to live in, but like the process we go through. Why do they want to live there? What's their motivation? What's And then what's their true motivation um, underneath that? What are they really trying to do? Are they trying to find a place where they can picture themselves gathering around the fire with their family and having Christmas? Or do they need a place where, you know, they know they're going to get together for years and decades to come around a backyard barbecue? Is that going to become kind of a, a legacy place? Just something where people can. It's are, home. Yeah. Feel like they're home. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of my why yeah in a strange spaghetti way social bringing people together and um bringing them into the place where they're supposed to be i think bringing people where they're supposed to be yeah i think that's really important and no matter what your state is in life my own personal belief is if you're doing things even moderately right the universe is a fairly forgiving place and it's kind of leading you to where you're supposed to be and i know there's some bad breaks and people get lost and i get all that stuff but i think if you can help people get to where they're supposed to be that's really kind of why you're breathing who's helped you get to where you're supposed oh to be oh my gosh so many people <laughs> um yeah so many people help me be who i am or where i'm supposed to be i mean teachers right mr goff remember oh. <laughs> in high school Jim went to seminary one year, not even a year, like a quarter. This or the a, seminary teacher just thought I was the lost sheep, you and were, he was going to bring me back. So he was going to bring me back, and so we just we actually had a really good relationship. And I yeah. just you know love that guy. You know, this I think in everybody's life, there's people who are milestones for them, right? Know, right. Who kind of put them on the path and and bring them where they're supposed to be. But I I think, and this is from kind of understanding you a little bit and understanding me too. It's, I think people just have a need to help. Mm -hmm. Right. And if that's not encouraged or if that's somehow suppressed, that's a bad thing. Right. And so when you get to a place or a position where you can help, I think that's what we should all be doing. Definitely. Yeah. Personal opinion. So with that, Jim, what's next? Well, I think what's really important now that we've come together as this team that we go out there and help people understand Salt Lake City. So we're going to create, oh, this is fun for everybody. We're going to create a YouTube channel where we're going to celebrate. Do tricks. <laughs> do <laughs> stupid human tricks. No, where we're going to just show everybody different neighborhoods and different things and hangouts and locals and things where you might not know what these are unless you've been here for a while. Um, and also we need to discover some new things too. Like there's this great person on um, TikTok called the Queen of Salt Lake City. And there's other people like us out there. So connecting with them might be very interesting to figure out. You got big dreams. I got big, big dreams. dreams. I got big dreams. It's nice. It's good. <laughs> it's good. And then helping people. Right. One by one. And hopefully supporting ourselves while we do it. <laughs> That's what you're for. You're here to keep me honest on that stuff. Yeah, seriously. We just wanted you to get to know us a little bit on this first podcast. We've gone on and on. So if yeah, you're still here, kinda. great. Congratulations. <laughs> and wow, we're impressed. We're going to start doing podcasts, not just with us, but also with some guests. We already lined up a couple of people. Right. We just know some great people and we want to bring them on. And we're just going to have chats. We're not yeah. going to really have a through line, but hopefully the things we're going to put together. Though some of us like those things, but so, whatever. Yes, yes, but I'm a hippie. We're just going to have conversations and we're hoping that you be a part of our conversation too. Yeah. Like us, subscribe. 
ring the bell, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for coming. <laughs>